What's up, everybody? Welcome to the 20th episode of The Roundabout, celebrating 15 years of the Xbox 360. My name is Ryan Turford, and this is the show where we're counting down the months to the 15-year anniversary of the Xbox 360, with 50 of the best games to play on the console for both new and experienced owners. We dive into the brief history of each game and talk about what makes them awesome. As always, we'd love your feedback on the show over on Twitter at the Xbox Drive, or you can reach out to me directly anytime at Ryan Turford. On this week's episode, we try not to die in Dark Souls, released on October 4th, 2011. From Software has been a name that goes hand in hand with the Xbox brand, going all the way back to the original Xbox. They put out multiple exclusives on both the original Xbox and the Xbox 360, including Metal Wolf Chaos, Chrome Hounds, Ninja Blade, and my personal favorite, the brilliant Otogi Myth of Demons. However, in 2009, From released Demon Souls as a PS3 exclusive, which was a spiritual successor to Kingsfield, which is a series that dates back on the original PlayStation, with the first in the series launching back in 1994, which is a long time ago. It was a series that was mostly known for giving you a dark underground dungeon to explore, its use of stamina for all of your actions, and its high difficulty, which, if you're a Souls fan, sounds very, very familiar. Demon's Souls was meant to revitalize the Kingsfield gameplay, but put it in an entirely unique world for a new generation of gamers. While Demon's Souls was published by Sony in Japan, the North American version was published by Atlas, while the European version was published by Bandai Namco, and in case you thought it was weird that I'm bringing that up, there's a reason. Because when it came time to make a sequel to Demon's Souls, From decided to pair up with Bandai Namco to publish it since Sony didn't want to do a sequel to Demon's Souls. However, Sony actually owns the Demon's Souls IP. So, as a result, the team needed to create Dark Souls as a spiritual successor to Demon's Souls, which is a spiritual successor to Kingsfield. However, this time, they were free to release the game on multiple platforms, including the 360. Similar to what they did with Demon's Souls, Dark Souls took the atmosphere, approach to storytelling, and gameplay from Demon's Souls and put them in a new world with new threats to fend off. If you haven't played it at all, if you've been living under a rock anyways, Dark Souls takes place in the fictional kingdom of Lord Ran. Humans have been afflicted with a curse, causing them to become undead and be branded by a dark sign symbol on their bodies, which causes them to resurrect upon death. But as you resurrect, you slowly become mind a mindless undead, the more deaths that occur. So the more times you die, the more hollow you become. And the more hollow you are, the more closer you are to becoming like mindless undead, which is most of the things we're actually fighting in the environment. Your character is afflicted by this, and you must ring the bells of awakening in order to prevent yourself from going hollow. That's the short version of the story, because one of the coolest things about Dark Souls is how it doles out its story, because there's a ton of story in this game, and it just doesn't give you it outright. Other than the opening cutscene, the game gives you a choice to decide how much joy you really want from it, as the game is filled with storytelling from both its NPCs as well as various points in the environment that you can freely explore. Likewise, if you really like the story and lore, there's a ton of it packed in throughout the entire experience for you to explore if that's really what you're looking for, encouraging you to venture into some of the dangerous areas to find out more about this world as well as the events that led up to the world in its current state. And yeah, I mean, if you really like the story and you're here for the story, that's awesome. There's a ton of it for you to explore. And that's honestly one of my favorite things about Dark Souls is its long and complex story and lore. Um, there's just a ton of it in the game. And if you want to explore of it, explore it, it's one of the best things to do. But if you don't, if you want to just kill big things, 
that that's totally up to you as well. I mean, you have both options and I love just that level of flexibility. You're not bogged down in cutscenes or storytelling, or you're not like sitting there for 20 minutes while the game tries to tell you its story. It, it you kind of like make your own fun and, and kind of explore as much of that story as you really want to, which is really cool. That said, while the story is cool and all, the main thing that keeps people coming back to Dark Souls after all these years later is the game's unique enemies and engaging combat. Now, here's the thing, folks. I've mentioned it on the show plenty of times before, but I personally don't really jive with Dark Souls' combat pace, but I love the atmosphere and encounter design because, yes, Dark Souls moves at a very slow pace on purpose. Like, if you try and move quickly through the game, uh, it becomes very difficult. So it's one of those things where, even though I don't really like how slow paced it is. The reason Dark Souls is on this list is because I love its encounter design, its unique enemies. I love the atmosphere and mood uh, from the exploration, like when you're in the different environments. Like it really reminds me of a lot of the games I loved growing up, like stuff like Super Metroid. Super Metroid is my favorite game of all time. And I love how you get some of the same feelings you get from that game in Dark Souls. So I can almost kind of compared to uh, the comparison I made about Red Dead Redemption uh, when we talked about it uh, a while ago, is that even though I don't like Wild West stuff or cowboy stuff, that's not really my jam. Red Dead Redemption was such an amazing game that I loved it in spite of all that stuff. And Dark Souls is kind of the same way for me, where I don't love the combat, but I love the game in spite of it, if that makes any sense. From demons, dragons, and other large beasts, common encounters with more powerful enemies take place over multiple phases, each which of their own mechanics that it's up to you, the player, to discover. Even encounters with lesser enemies in the environment can prove deadly, but when you defeat the game's most powerful enemies, it's a feeling like nothing else. Combat mostly focuses on you learning enemy attacks and being able to predict their movements and actions. Blocking, parrying, and dodging are key aspects, and it's one of the hardest things for someone new to the series to learn, or just new to Souls games in general, which is why I think a lot of people kind of struggle with Souls games, or just might get fed up within the first hour of playing. It's got a steep learning curve, and it really reminds me again of the design of retro games, as you, the player, learn from doing, rather than reading a lengthy tutorial, and I love that approach to game design, though it's totally understandable why this might actually turn off a lot of people. Um, again, like I'm more of a learner by doing, not by a learning learner by reading. That's just always been my thing. That's why I went to college rather than university. So for me, that approach to game design actually is more fulfilling for me than, again, reading a big instruction manual or um, doing the Minecraft thing and going on and reading a bunch of wikis and stuff. I, I love to learn while doing rather than uh, learning by reading. So in that case, I love the, the design of this where you as a player grow and it's more about that progression than more of the progression of your character, I guess, if that makes any sense. Now, one of the other things that was great about Dark Souls that also carried over from Demon Souls is it's really cool and interesting multiplayer mode where you could do multiplayer in a bunch of different ways. For example, you could leave notes for other players, like where you die, for example, you can be like, hey, warning, there's this thing coming up, or you could totally troll players saying, hey, there's nothing around this corner, but then when you go around the corner, there's an enemy just waiting there and he just chops your head off. It's it's, it's got a lot of really cool interactions with like that. You can also have players help you from other games 
as well as you can have players invade your game. And sometimes if you have that feature turned on, you'll have a character that's like 30s levels higher than you come into your game and just wreck you. But it's super cool that they have that feature in there. And I, I love just that unique approach to multiplayer. Like it's not just the standard, hey, everyone just goes on a map with each other and does like team deathmatch or something like that. It's very, very different from a lot of other games. So how well does Dark Souls hold up today? Well, the 360 version of the game wasn't really a graphical powerhouse when it first came out, but it hasn't really aged poorly visually either. I mean, again, when you, especially when you compare it to the PC version, it's, it's okay. I mean, the visuals are not amazing, but at the same time, the visuals looked kind of dated when it came out, but they still look just as dated now. So again, that's kind of the visual look the game's been going for for a while. So honestly, I'd, I would consider it that it hasn't really aged all that badly. It's not going to blow your socks off or anything, but the atmosphere and mood the game's environments portray still really hold up today. Also, I, I still really love the enemy designs as well. I still think they all look still super cool and unique. Um, so I do think a lot of that stuff holds up more. The combat and traversal still feel great as well, though it doesn't really feel like the movement text really changed from later entries in the Souls series. So even if you've played Dark Souls 3 but never played one, I don't think you're going to have too much of a hard time with it. There are some slight tweaks between those games, especially the pace is a little bit quicker in something like Dark Souls 3, but at the same time, you're going to still feel right at home. Overall, whether you've never played Dark Souls or if you finished it multiple times, or honestly, if you played other Souls games, but you've never played the original Dark Souls, Dark Souls is a game well worth revisiting. If you're looking to pick up Dark Souls today, it's available digitally on Xbox 360 and is backwards compatible on Xbox One. There's also a remastered version of the game on Xbox One that includes the Atorius of the Abyss DLC and a bunch of other visual improvements, including, I think, a 60 frames per second uh, locked frame rate and a bunch of other stuff. And while I think the 360 version runs great, the remastered version's probably the way to go if you haven't picked up the 360 version at all. But honestly, the 360 version is going to be way cheaper because I think um, it's still like $45 Canadian to buy the remastered version, where honestly, you can probably pick up a physical copy of Dark Souls for 10 bucks. So honestly, both are great choices. And again, I, as I kind of say on a lot of these, your cheaper option is probably the best option. That's all for this episode of The Roundabout. You can hit me up on Twitter anytime at Ryan Turford. You can also find the pantsman himself, Sean Capri, on Twitter at Sean Capri, or us on Twitter at the Xbox Drive. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Roundabout, and we out. Bye.